Welcome to the podcast of New Life Church. We hope that the messages, topics, and discussions that you find here will encourage and challenge you in your relationship with Jesus Christ. First Samuel chapter 17, starting at verse 45, it says, Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. I want to talk to us today on this subject, 2020 vision. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, God, that it will not return void. We thank you, God, that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I'm asking you, Jesus, right now, that as the word of God goes forth, that faith would arise in the heart of each person that hears this word today. Let it elevate us above what we're facing. Let it elevate us above what we're going through. And let it bring us into the purpose you have for our lives. I bind any spirit that would try to stop what you want to do today. I lose faith and revelation into this service right now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, This title uh, of this uh, topic today, 2020 Vision, uh, this was the theme for January uh, for just about any church you saw. doesn't matter what denomination it was. This was the year 2020, 2020 Vision. And um, come March, we were hit with some things that I'm sure some people saw coming, but some people didn't see coming. And uh, some were taken by surprise and and some weren't. But the bottom line is this, is that for the most part, I would imagine that this year has probably not turned out the way that you thought it would. In other words, you didn't see any of this coming to this magnitude. Uh, The things that have come to light even in the past couple of months, aside from the pandemic. There is a shaking in the earth, yet in the middle of a shaking, there is an awakening. People that perhaps we have written off are awakening to the things of God. They're awakening to um, godly mindsets. They are seeing what is taking place in the earth. And I believe God is using this as an opportunity for people that are in darkness to see a great light. The light is shining through the earth in ways that we never imagined. There are things taking place in the earth that are causing people to see 
that there is something beyond this life. There is something taking place in the earth that is awakening people to this fact. I need more. I need help. I need God. And so in the middle of all that we are experiencing, God is using it and he is working it out for the good of those who truly desire God, even the ones that don't know that they desire God yet. But there's something in them that when the Spirit of God touches them, they will respond. There's something in them that when you walk up to them and God moves on you to speak to them and a conversation begins to unfold, there's something in them that will respond to what you have to say to them. God is preparing. God is working it all out. And so in what seems like a night season, God is working it all out. And when day comes, we're going to see a great harvest of souls. California is going to be moved by God. California is going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. But not just California, America, not just America, this world is going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And if you believe that, say amen. The story that we read, this passage that we just read, David, teenage boy, brought lunch to his brothers who are in uh, the Israelite army. And he finds his brothers as well as their fellow soldiers cowering in their tents, hiding in caves, afraid of their enemy. You see, their enemy, the Philistines, had what they referred to as a champion, a giant known as Goliath. Goliath was above nine feet tall. Goliath had a shield, a spear, and a sword that was bigger than men. It was heavier than men. It was, and it seemed like an impierceable armor. It seemed like weapons that no army, no man, no thing could defeat. And so the Philistines sent their champion to intimidate, hear this, intimidate the armies of Israel or the people of God. And he spoke great blasphemies. Notice, Goliath did not go and attack the armies of Israel. It just says he went out and mocked the Israelites and mocked the God of the Israelites, defied the God of the Israelites. He spoke blasphemies against the God of Israel. And the army of Israel hid, was afraid to come out and fight, was afraid to stand up for what they knew was right. Fear had paralyzed the armies of Israel. But yet one day, one boy 
one teenage boy rides in unassuming. No one's given him a thought. No one's given him a second chance, perhaps. He's just been in the fields, tending his father's sheep, writing songs, spending time in prayer, alone, perhaps in some people's eyes, rejected, forgotten. There's nothing about this guy that would make you think he was anyone special. But this day, he rides into the camp of the armies of Israel with lunch for his brothers, and he hears something that stirs his spirit. It doesn't shake him to cause him to fall away. It stirs him. There's a difference between shaking and stirring. The armies of Israel were shaking in fear, but David was stirred with a boldness. He hears this giant of Israel's enemy speaking blasphemies against his God, doing anti-God things, speaking anti-God things against the people of God, trying to stop the plan of God and the purpose of God. And David, in that moment, is about to experience something that will change his life forever. He hears these words and he begins to say to the man that stood by him, what shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine and take away the reproach from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Old Testament circumcision is New Testament baptism. It is a symbolism of covenant relationship with God. Who is this one who's not even in covenant with God, who's not a part of the people of God? Who is he that he would speak against God, who should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him and explained that what shall be done to the man that killeth him? And, and, and one of David's brothers uh, becomes angry with David, and, and he says, Why did you come down here that you would leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride, the naughtiness of your heart, that you would come down, that you would just want to see the battle. And David's response is this, What have I done? Is there not a cause? David, you need to understand this, David was different. Everyone else saw the problem. They were afraid. They were hiding. All they saw was the giant. David was different. David didn't see the sword, the spear, the shield, the size, or the strength of Goliath. All David saw was a cause. It didn't matter how big Goliath was. It didn't matter how great Goliath was. It didn't matter how strong Goliath was. It didn't matter what weapons Goliath used. David 
noticed those things. He acknowledged that they were there. But what David saw was a cause. David saw a giant that needed to come down. The armies of Israel saw a giant they needed to hide from. But David saw a giant that needed to come down down. And regardless of the circumstance, David had a cause that called him into action. I want to ask you today, with everything in the world that you see going on, is there a cause in your spirit that is calling you to action, calling you to prayer, calling you to fasting, calling you to do something you've never done before. You used to be perhaps what you thought as forgotten back in a wilderness with a few sheep unnoticed, undetected, but now there's something that you see taking place and there's something stirring in you, a cause that is calling you to action because you see a giant that needs to come down. David was different. He saw a cause that called him into action. Goliath mocked David's weapon. Goliath said, am I a dog that you would come at me with sticks and stones? But David understood something. He understood that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. And God could use anything that was in the hand of a willing vessel to defeat the enemy. Whatever you have to offer, if you will offer it to God for the cause that is calling you into action, God will anoint it to tear down the enemy. God will anoint you for this hour to do what not what anyone else is willing to do. The majority may be hiding in fear. There may be some that are afraid to take a stand. But if you will allow the Spirit of God to stir you, whatever you have to offer God, if you will offer it to Him, He will anoint it to tear down the enemy. He will anoint you to destroy the enemy and the giant that is defying the armies of God, the people of God, the purpose of God, that giant will come down. You see, even though Goliath mocked David's weapon, David was not distracted by the weapons or the methods of Goliath. David saw the size of Goliath. He saw the shield of Goliath. He saw the spear of Goliath. He heard the words that Goliath spoke, and none of it stopped him. David was surrounded by fear. David was surrounded by blasphemy. David was surrounded by the enemy. David was surrounded and, and, and faced by a giant that had up to this point been undefeated, unchallenged, and yet in the middle of 
all of this, David had 20-20 vision. With everything going on around David, David still had 20-20 vision. Meaning, I'm not talking about the year 2020, a good vision for the church in the year 2020. I'm talking about David saw clearly in the middle of chaos and confusion. David saw clearly in the middle of fear and uncertainty. David saw clearly in the middle of intimidation. Everything that was around David was a clue that you may as well quit, you may as well hide, you may as well, you may as well just give up, walk away. But in the middle of all that, David saw the opportunity for the greatest hour for his people. David saw in that moment the opportunity for the greatest hour of his life. In this moment, in what could be described in that time period as Israel's worst day, because their armies are hiding and one giant has got an entire army held captive in fear, David saw this as his opportunity to stand up and do what no one else had done before in that moment because David saw something that not everyone else saw because David had 20-20 vision. He could see perfectly. He could see clearly. David understood something. It didn't matter what weapons the enemy had. It didn't matter the size of the enemy. It didn't matter what the enemy said. David said this, and, and we read this in our text. David said to the Philistine, you come at me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, the Lord of hosts that is God almighty and angel armies. David understood something. What I see in the natural does not compare to what is available to me in the supernatural. There's only one giant with one sword, one shield, and one spear. But I've got God on my side, and the God of angel armies will command these angel armies to fight on my behalf. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Church, it's time to understand the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. What you see going around you in this world, everything that's taking place, do not let that distract you from having 20-20 vision. In the middle of chaos, God is going to add to his church. In the middle of fear, pandemics, chaos, and confusion, there is a giant in America that is coming down. I felt that in prayer before this service. Giants are coming down this 
year. Giants are coming down in your family this year. Giants are coming down in our city this year. But God needs some people that will not hide in fear, but will rise up with a cause in their heart that is calling them into action. I've got 2020 vision. I know everything around me would seem to make me want to hide, but I'm not hiding. I'm rising up. I see clearly. I see the plan of God. I see what God is calling us to. I'm not going to sit by another day and do nothing, but I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. I'm going to reach out to the people around me. I'm going to pray until this giant comes down. I'm going to pray until what I've seen in my spirit, I see with my eyes. How how do we respond to all of this that's taking place in the world around us? God God is going to use it. For his good. God is going to use it to bring about his purpose and plan. But the enemy would like to cause the church to hide. But we're not going to hide. There is a cause greater than this conflict. There is a cause greater than this confusion. There is a cause greater than the chaos that is filling the streets in this nation. And the cause is this. It's time for the giants to fall. And it's time for the church to rise like never before. It's time for us to see with 2020 vision what God has called us to do. I don't want to see part of the vision, but see part fear. I don't want to see part of the vision, but see part chaos. No, I want to see 2020 vision. Undistracted, unconfused, no fear, no worry, no anxiety, no complacency. I'm not just going to sit by and ride this thing out until we go back to church as usual. Let there be something in you today that starts today that I'm going to the next level. I'm getting 2020 vision and I'm going to be a part of what God has called us to do. You see, with everything that David experienced and what this story reveals to us is that this. You can have 2020 vision in the middle of a foggy situation. You can't see clearly, perhaps, around you, but you see clearly within you. 2020 vision is not a natural thing in this context. Your vision is not determined by what's around you. Your vision is determined by what's within you. David saw fear, chaos, hiding, intimidation around him. But that did not stop him from doing what he knew he needed to do.
Why? Because David had 20-20 vision. What was within him is what held him. What was within him is what caused him to do what nobody else was willing to do. That's why we won't be silent. That's why we're praying. That's why we're about to go into a season of prayer and fasting. And at the end of that season, mark my words, you're going to see a change in New Life Church. Some of you, God is going to elevate so that he can use you the way he desires to. You're no longer going to say, I can't do it because of this, or I wish I could do that, but I've done this, or I've been hurt. God's going to heal your wounds. God's going to restore you. God's going to restore the years. God's going to bring you up and out of what is holding you down because he has purpose for you, and he wants you to catch 20-20 vision. Another example of how chaos can be all around you, but you can experience the miraculous in the middle of, of madness. There's a story in Matthew chapter 14. The disciples are uh, crossing the Sea of Galilee, and, and Jesus said that they need to go on ahead and he would meet them. And they, and they push off the shore and they're headed uh, to the other side. And in the middle of the night, a storm uh, begins to rage. And the waves are crashing and the wind is blowing and it's bad. Now these are fishermen. They have been men of the sea for years. They know how to navigate the waters. But this storm has pushed them perhaps to their breaking point. They're fearful. They're worried. They're stressed out. There's chaos all around them. Waves are crashing. Wind is blowing. Lightning is striking. Thundering is taking place. And it's bad. It's dark. They can't see. They can't hear because of the wind and the waves. And they wonder if they're going to make it. And all of a sudden, they see somebody walking towards them on the water. You don't see that every day. In fact, I've never seen that. You've probably never seen that. But yet they see this taking place and they become even more afraid and they cry out, it's a ghost. They don't understand what's taking place. This is not normal. This is not natural. And they were right, it was supernatural. Because sometimes in the middle of all the chaos, that is the greatest opportunity to experience the miraculous. And that's what they experienced this night. Jesus is walking towards his disciples in the middle of a storm. And they are witnessing something they've never witnessed before. And Jesus says, fear not, it is I. Peter responds and said, Lord, if that is you, call me out on to the water. 
So Jesus says, come. Peter takes a step out onto the water and the water does not give out underneath his feet. Peter takes a second step out onto the water and now Peter is standing on the water. No mere mortal man has ever done this before. And he takes another step and he's still walking on water. And he takes another step. And this fisherman, Peter, is walking on water. Jesus is standing out in front of him. And Peter sees Jesus and he's walking towards Jesus on water. There is a storm raging around Peter. Waves are crashing, wind is blowing, lightning is flashing, and Peter in the middle of all of this is walking on water towards Jesus. In the middle of this storm, Peter is doing something that no man has ever done before. And in this moment, it's great. It's unbelievable almost, even to the ones that are there watching it. They're watching their friend Peter walk on water. This doesn't happen every day. But all of a sudden, something changed. Peter before saw Jesus and only Jesus, and he's walking on water. But when Peter stopped seeing only Jesus, things began to change. The Bible tells us that Peter saw the wind and he saw the waves. He saw the storm that was taking place around him. And at that moment, Peter began to sink. And he cried out in fear, Lord, save me. And Jesus said, oh, you of little faith. It is possible to experience your greatest miracles in the middle of your greatest storm. It is possible for New Life Church to see the greatest revival in the middle of the greatest restlessness in America. It is possible for you and I to witness the miraculous power of God like never before in the middle of madness. Peter walked on water in the middle of a storm, but what stopped the miracle was Peter stopped seeing only Jesus. Peter no longer had 20-20 vision. Peter no longer had perfect vision of Jesus and, and, and what Jesus had called him to do. Jesus called Peter out onto the water, and so Peter started doing that. But when Peter stopped focusing only on what Jesus had called him out to do and started noticing what was taking place around him, that is when Peter began to sink. You and I today need to get 
this settled in our spirit that I'm going to get 2020 vision. I'm not going to be distracted by the blasphemy of the enemy that tries to intimidate and bring about fear into my life. I'm not going to be distracted by all the chaos and confusion that the news is is pumping out each day. I'm not going to be overwhelmed by all the chaos that I see taking place in the world around me. Why? Because right now I know in my heart a giant is about to fall. There is a cause rising up in me that is calling me to greater purpose. And now I'm going to do something I've never done before because the power of God is pushing me into my destiny. But it's only going to take place in my life if I get 2020 vision. It's only going to come to pass in New Life Church when we get 2020 vision. See it clearly in the middle of chaos. See it clearly in the middle of confusion. And you and I will do things we've never done before. And God will use us greatly in these last days. And this is going to come about through prayer and fasting. So in the next couple of weeks, we're going to launch a prayer and fasting campaign. And we're going to pray together as a church and we're going to fast together as a church. And we're going to let the Spirit of God do in our lives individually and in our church uh, corporately what only the Spirit of God can do. And when we come out of that season, God is going to do great things. So use this time to get 2020 vision so you can see clearly. And what you do will not be dictated by what's around you, but what you do will be dictated by what's in you. The Holy Ghost working in you and through you. And we're going to see great things. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. God, I ask that this word would convict the complacent heart, that it would challenge and, and, and strengthen the weak heart, that it would bring clarity to the confused heart. And God, I pray that you would open the eyes of each person, that we would see that greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. And I will not be intimidated by what's around me. I will not be confused by what I see taking place. But God, I pray that your spirit would open our eyes and give us 20-20 vision that we would see clearly the path that you have laid before us and that we would see clearly the purpose that you've called us to. Let it take place this day as we move forward into your plan for our lives and for this church in these last days, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. We pray today that this service has blessed you and challenged you because if you respond to this today, God will begin to work some things out in your life and you will begin to do things you never thought you could do. You, you will be a part of things you never thought that you would be a part of, but you let the calls call you into the purpose that God has for you. So let this word settle in your spirit today and let it push you into what God has for you. Pray that you have a good day. God bless you.